Hey fam, my name is Maxim Seguin. I'm an entrepreneur, fitness mentor, philanthropist, and founder of the Seven Figure Body, Fit Vegan Coaching, and Empire Builders. I'm an Ironman 70.3 competitor and hybrid athlete who loves to use fitness as a means to help others live their life to their fullest potential. This show is here to help you unleash your true self and level up your life in all areas that matters. Enough talking, let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Maxim Seguin podcast. Today, I'm joined by one of our fit vegan superstars, Harvey. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks, Maxim. Good to see you. Same here. I, I said morning, but it's nighttime for both of us. Sure. Is. Um, yeah. So, Harvey, you've lost about 20 pounds since we started working together one on one. So I basically on this episode, I want to dive into what that journey has been like, the ups and downs, how you handle the, the challenges of life, the travel, the, uh, and all these things. And so let's just get started with um, who you are and kind of what you do, just so people have an understanding that this is not all you did for the past four months. Like you actually had a job, you have a family, <laughs> that you had other things going on. Yes. Um, so I work full time. Uh, I have a couple gray hairs and I'm getting to the end of my career and planning my retirement. And um, I really enjoy uh, work. It's uh, busy, a little bit stressful. And uh, I do a little bit of travel. I used to be a road warrior, but um, it's much easier. The less travel you do, it's much easier to focus on uh, the Fit Vegan program. Uh, when you have control of, you know, uh, meal prep and what you eat. Uh, I've yeah. done a little bit of travel and, and it takes a little bit more work to, um, you know, maintain uh, the discipline that I have been doing. Yeah, yeah. I, so you're in the position that I'm in now, in a hotel room, living off protein bars and protein smoothies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, I have two grown children four grandchildren and uh, that keeps me busy in a lot of different interests and hobbies and always uh, I've been focused for several years, many years on uh, just being fit and healthy and I have interest in longevity. I've been doing a lot of research in that because uh, seeing family members as they get older, the last mm -hmm. 10 years of their life isn't very fun. So my goal is, is to be healthy longer so I can enjoy uh, my later years. Yeah. So what, where were you before you started working with me? Like what was the catalyst that made it like, I want to hire this guy. I want to improve my body composition. Yeah. So, so that's interesting. Everything was going great. Um, I'm a uh, avid runner. I was doing uh, triathlons and Ironman, half Ironman, and, and I've done a full Ironman. I did that for about 10 years. Uh, stopped after my full Ironman to take a break, and then also COVID hit. When yeah. COVID hit, uh, a lot of folks went out, and just to get out, they did more running and more physical activity. Actually, I didn't realize that um, although I never got COVID, just the mental aspect of COVID um, kind of made my wife and I a little bit of a shut-in. And yeah. uh, we stopped moving as much and stopped running. And then 
um, and instead of eating uh, pretty healthy, we started having tea every afternoon with a, a croissant, a little bit of pastry, and then Still that good. turned into eating a little more cheese, a little more eggs, and as soon as I knew it, over that period of uh, a year or so during COVID, I turned around and I gained um, close 15, 15, 20 pounds and, yeah. and didn't realize it and didn't feel great. And when I would uh, race, my time slowed down and, and uh, just wasn't feeling as good as I felt before COVID. Yeah. So um, I listened to a lot of podcasts during COVID and I just came across a, a vegan podcast and there you were as a guest. And I said, you know, I've had it, I'm done. Um, I'm ready to get back to where I was or even better. And then um, you piqued my interest and I'm pretty skeptical. So I was very, I checked out thoroughly and really wanted to see if you were for real. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I took a little bit of a risk, not knowing anyone that was in the program and yeah. said, you know, what's the worst that can happen to me? And uh, took a flyer and here I am. And uh, I am so happy that uh, I started the program with you. Yeah, well, I'm happy we got to work together. And you went all in when we first met because you, you worked with me directly, which I'm not the cheapest option. So you, you just like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this right. Well, if, I, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it with the top guy. You, you know, you're going to spend all that money to just spend a little bit more and and get the return. And I certainly did. Uh, yeah, I, I've been thrilled with the results. And, and you know what? The weight's one thing, but um, it's the body composition. It, it's a combination of being healthy, looking better and uh, being stronger and I am uh, competitive, my wife runs, and uh, we're a little bit competitive within the family, and, and it, it's a lot more fun when you do races to finish at the top of your age group than you know the middle or the, bo uh, the bottom of your age group. And I compete against myself. So yeah. uh, I have a couple goals, and one of my goals is it, it's pretty tall order. I like to beat my personal best when I was younger in all the different uh, running distances. Yeah, and just as you get older, uh, to, qual to qualify for Boston, the times get a little bit slower. So I've never been able to qualify for Boston. I like to do that. Yeah, well, I just put a perspective for people listening. Um, how, how old are you now, Harvey? I am 66. All right, just people listening, because a lot of people, again, I think my grandfather was like maybe 62 when he passed away, and he looked way older than he did. Like, you don't even look near 66. Um, and the fact that you're still running and you're still super active and competitive, how has your running been affected by this shift in body composition, by the additional strength training, by ultimately the change in nutrition as well, right? Because you weren't fully plant-based before. That's correct. So... You know, it's hard. I changed a bunch of variables, so it's hard to really pinpoint it. I think it's a combination of uh, nutrition, strength training, 
plus improving my sleep. As you know, Maxime, we worked Been working hard, hard uh, to get uh, more sleep and, and to get my schedule more consistent uh, and to get my recovery where I feel good when I wake up in the morning and, and I can perform. So, so I, I would say it's those three things and it just feeds to more positive mental attitude. And like during COVID, I just didn't want to run because I knew I was slow and it was depressing when I would get out and it was a struggle. And now that I'm getting faster, I, I really look forward to getting out there uh, and especially preparing for races and, and see how much I improve on my racing. And even yeah. I did a 10K this past weekend and I did a 10K a couple months ago and my 10K that was much more difficult and hilly this past weekend was faster than the flat 10K I did a couple months ago. Nice. How much faster? Um, it was about 35 seconds per mile faster. Oh, nice. Um, but it was a lot, and it was a lot more difficult. It was silly. Yeah, 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 I know. The, the hills definitely slow you down. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So what was the prompt for you to, to change your nutrition, right? Because you mentioned during COVID, you're eating croissant, cheese, and eggs, and then you know, we transitioned to like, you kind of hear my podcast, like, so what was the igniter for you to be like, let me just give this plant-based thing a try. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, throughout the past 30 years, I've done different aspects of being vegan, pescatarian. And, um, I know that when I was more, what I'll say, hardcore vegan, when I, when I, say hardcore, I mean plants, vegetables, tofu, tempeh, and not junk food vegan. You know, you can have Oreos yeah. that are vegan. And and um, I got, for convenience, and when you travel, I, I ate more Impossible Burgers and processed vegan food. Yeah. And, um, and now, you know, I was traveling and I grabbed an Impossible Burger and I really didn't feel very good after I ate it. So, uh, and um, I, I grew up in a household where the vegetables didn't taste very good. I, and, and I'm a vegan, but I never really liked vegetables yeah. because um, my mom didn't know how to cook them. They were either overcooked, they were overcooked and mushy and didn't taste like anything. So yeah. my natural palate is to stay away from vegetables and go towards starches and bread. And, and that is a bad habit, but I learn how to uh, make vegetables delicious. Yeah, so and there's a significant it, decrease yeah. right, in, your, in, your waist, in your waist size and the bloating that you had from the start to now. Yeah, I used to, my weakness is bread. I love bread. So I can just sit and eat a loaf of bread and, and toast with butter. I was putting butter on it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'll have some sourdough bread, but in moderation, not very much. And yeah. I don't miss it. I don't have the cravings uh, that I used to have. And, and 
what's strange is the more sweet foods and the more starch and the more bread, the more I ate, the more I craved it. And then the more vegetables I eat, I enjoy eating the vegetables and I don't have uh, the cravings that I used to have. And I don't miss it. Yeah. So talking about, about nutrition, I, w I like to talk about sustainability. So I, I consider you to be a high achiever, a high performer in your career. You have a family, you have a lot of other things going on. So how sustainable was the strength training that you did? How sustainable was the nutritional method that you used to lose the 20 pounds? Is it something that you'll like completely scrap off once you're kind of done the program because it was so unsustainable or are you going to keep elements of it? Um, I, I, so when it comes to the strength training, I never enjoyed strength training. Um, I was never, uh, it was hard to see any benefits to strength training because, um, uh, I'm very thin and skinny. In fact, um, I learned the term from you skinny fat Yeah. and, and I was skinny fat. I'm very narrow and, and very small in in my chest and my upper body and, and really thin, but I had, but I had a belly, I had a big belly. So it was more front to back. I was thick, but yeah. width wise, I'm, I'm very narrow. So, um, I never enjoyed strength training because it's very hard. I, I, I didn't see results yeah. and I found it to be very boring. What is, what has motivated me is I love the workouts you provide because I do strength Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And it's only 45 minutes. Uh, and, and the routines are great because each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is different. So I don't do the same workout each week, the same one more than once. And then I look forward to doing the same one again the following Monday. And then after four weeks, it changes up completely. Yeah, it gets so harder. Because of the variety keeps it interesting. It's not boring. And and uh, so I actually enjoy strength training. I actually enjoy it now. And I never I never enjoyed it. And and because um, I'm not seeing huge gains in muscle, but um, with the loss of body fat, I am seeing tone that I haven't seen in a number of years. The last time yeah. I, I look like this is when I was training for a full Ironman. And here I am. I'm not killing myself um, yeah. running, riding, and swimming for hours and hours and spending Saturday and Sunday eight hours a day training and, and um, able to do it efficiently and still have a body that, that's getting close to what my body was when I was doing an Ironman. Yeah, it, we, and we talked about this multiple times. It's like you train whatever between ten and twenty hours a week, let's say, for for an Ironman. You achieve a certain level of leanness, and it kind of becomes your mental standard a little bit of like I would like to look like this, but not have to do all of these things. Um, so I'm happy we got yes. you back there on a, a lot less hours of training. Yeah, the other thing I learned, which you taught me, was. I don't have to run four or five times a week and, and run 50 miles a week to keep my body composition, my fitness. In fact, you were on me uh, about overtraining. Yeah. 
so I was able to save some time. I appreciate the running more because I'm not running every day. It yeah. saves me time and I'm not overtrained and and I didn't realize I was overtrained. Yeah, and and let's talk about sleep a little bit because that kind of ties into those analysis that we were doing. So um, for people listening, when you work with me, you get a free whoop tracker and we do an analysis every single week on your check-in. And so for you, Harvey, at a certain point, like you were overstrained pretty much every day. You're a cap at the 21 that the max that the whoop had. And then recovery was terrible. And then when you start doing less runs, then your recovery started to improve. You start to sleep through the night properly. So do you want to talk about your experience of like how your sleep has shifted over the past four months? Yes. What I was doing is I, I would, um, one item is the consistency. I would just go to sleep when I was tired. So if I had a mm -hmm. tough day, I'd go to bed really early and then I would wake up in the middle of the night, have trouble falling asleep because I went to bed too early yeah. and then other days when I didn't run and I wasn't tired I would stay up late so I didn't have bedtime consistency and and once I started going to sleep at the same time that helped quite a bit and and getting older I think all of us guys end up going to the bathroom you know wake up going to the bathroom a few times once or twice during the night and I'm actually getting to the point where I'm actually sleeping through uh, the night. Not not every night, but um, maybe half the nights I sleep straight through without having to get up and go to the bathroom. And then what happened is my sleep really got wrecked when I went to Spain and came back. And then the jet lag killed me and I was waking up in the middle of the night. I just couldn't go back to sleep. Mm -hmm. So I went to school between what you provided and listening to uh, Andrew Huberman's podcast on sleep, I really went crazy and implemented uh, a whole root sleep routine of uh, blocking out blue light at night, uh, getting sunshine in the morning, consistent sleep, not eating too late. Um, there's a, there's a, a lot of protocols to be implemented to improve sleep. And again, I changed so many variables at one time. I just wanted to fix it. I didn't want to do it one at a time. And yeah, everything you I need to figure place, out which one worked. Uh, you just wanted it to work. Yeah, it's not, it's not perfect. I would say, you know, it's 80, 90% better. But yeah. once in a while, there's nights I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll start thinking about something. But yeah. then I have an awareness that I'm not going to fall back asleep and I'll just get up and do some things quietly and then eventually I'll get tired and go back to sleep. Yeah, yeah, it's never about perfection, it's about consistency, especially when it comes to sleep. There's no way to be perfect all the time unless you're like Brian Johnson, right? Which is the guy that's trying to reverse his aging. Like his whole life yeah. is centered around that. So unless that's you, you probably won't have perfect sleep every night. Right, right. Yeah, um, but you know the the bottom line is uh, I wake up I feel rested I can function I uh, it, during COVID <coughs> I remember eating lunch I just wanted to take a nap I just yeah. had to take a nap after lunch I was so tired so between the nutrition the big lunches and all the bread I was eating plus um, you know the sleeping all over the place. I have energy from the time I wake up till um, the, the time 
you know, I, I go to sleep and I have a routine now where yeah. an hour, an hour and a half um, before bedtime, I, I, I set an alarm and I start to wind down, no screen time, no TV, and, and just um, start to relax. It puts my body in, in uh, the place where I can fall asleep. As soon as I hit the bed, I'm, I'm sleeping within a couple of minutes. Yeah. Yeah, so it seems like there's a lot of areas of improvement, right? So obviously your body composition shifted, you got stronger, you were able to decrease your body fat. Nutrition, the, I think the quality of the food that you're consuming shifted a lot as well. I think you gained a lot of knowledge in that front. Your sleep improved. I'm curious about the psychological side of things because you're already a pretty disciplined person um, in, in your career, in your life, and in the sports and in the train that you were doing. So has anything shifted or have you learned anything that you're going to bring forward with you? Yeah, um, mental clarity. I, I can focus more. I'm more, um, to use a cliche, more in the moment. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm more focused and I have more clarity uh, on what I'm doing and I don't um, worry about what's going to happen and, or what happened and second guess myself a lot less than what I was doing. I'm pretty tough on myself and a lot of self-talk and, yeah. and um, my voice inside my head is quieted down quite a bit. Um, yeah. so so there's an enhanced that's another, confidence that's another benefit you know between uh, the nutrition and sleep I, you know, I really don't know what contributed to it because I was looking to change things and I, I, I'm not interested in a, a science project I'm interested in, in the results yeah. and, and changing everything has probably contributed uh, to that also one thing i wanted to mention that's a nice benefit is is uh my waist uh dropped two inches not not that i was a 54 waist to begin with but yeah my my waist dropped two inches and the clothes that i was having trouble buttoning my pants yeah are really loose now so oh, good time to go all shopping my clothes that were <laughs> All, all my clothes that were really tight fit me well, and the clothes yeah. that were loose are ridiculously large now on me. Yeah, I, I'm I'm so used to doing success stories with women, and I'm like, go shopping. You have to buy new clothes. You're probably just gonna wear the same shit, but with a belt <laughs> to hold exactly. the pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just I I just pull the belt a little bit uh, uh, tighter, a couple more notches. Yeah, yeah. That shows the, the difference between men and women when it comes to losing weight. It's like, ah, just put a, I'll just put a belt. I'll just add an extra hole to it. Yeah. So besides, like, um, you mentioned a lot of things that you benefited from. Is there anything that you didn't expect to get out of this, trans, out of this journey? I didn't expect the results so quick um, because you gave me a heads up. And you said everybody's different and, and yeah. you know, I need to be patient and it's going to be a while till I see results. But, you know, if you look at, um, and I'm a data guy, so uh, if we look at the graphs and the charts of the body composition and the weight, the, um, uh, it's been a, a very steady decline and I've lost you know, one to two pounds a week. 
So in in ten weeks, I you know I I, I lost the weight. Um, the other surprise, so because I'm skeptical and not very trusting, I was surprised that it really worked. Even yeah. that, that I got results as quickly as I got. And then the other benefit is um, I've had high blood pressure for years. I'm on a very low dose of blood pressure medicine, and my blood pressure has dropped 10 points. Amazing. Yeah. 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 It's and, um. Yeah. Yeah. It's, those are all those are all great changes. And again, I I love that you say that you're skeptical because I feel like a. Some people say that they aren't, but they are. And at the end of the day, like I get it. I'm this online guy that you've never met before that you watched a few videos or listened to a few podcasts and you're like, let me give this guy thousands of dollars to make me look a certain way. Don't know if it's going to work. And I feel like that's everyone's kind of fear a little bit at the beginning, but that's why I do these episodes because it can be like, Hey, it does work for people that were skeptical as well for people that were in your position before. Yeah. I remember at the beginning, you told me, uh, trust the process. Just, just do what I tell you to do and the results will be there. And, and I remember you said that and then I was skeptical of that. And, and now, uh, the motto, uh, that I put on my road ID is trust the process. So, um, you know, the process works. I'm, I'm proof that it works. You know, I can't speak for other people. I can only speak for myself. But you also have to be committed. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a commitment. You got to follow the process. If you don't follow the process, you're not going to get the results. Yeah. And and exactly. speaking of process, I set things up for success. Like, and and my wife benefited. She didn't pay anything, and she lost ten pounds. And yeah, that's pretty much got, our average uh, for partners. All the benefits that I got. Yeah, because I do the cooking in the house. So, and she wasn't going to cook her own food. So, um, she benefited, uh, just like I did. The only downside yeah. is, is she's, she got faster too. So the competition's tougher for me. Yeah. You just sneak in some oil in her meals. You're like, Hey, you need, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, so we both got, uh, I got a two for, she, she got benefits and, and I did also. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's pretty much our average for partners, around like 10, 10-ish pounds that the partner loses just by default, being around different quality of food. Sometimes they jump in for some workouts. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It, makes me, it makes me happy to hear that because it makes it so much easier if your partner's on board versus they're trying to eat something completely yes. different than you are. Yeah, so, so another thing that I learned from you is set up different processes to make things easy so you don't get off track. So, Mm -hmm. you know, a a simple one is we have no junk food. We have no cookies or cakes and we have very little bread in the house. So if, you know, I had a craving and I'm home, I don't have anything to go to that would get me off track. And then like I set up, I'm ready to go. I have my clothes. I have my workout clothes in the morning, and one of the things that I fell off the wagon with is I would get up real. I'm an early riser, 
I get up early and I would start doing some work and, and you know go do some things on the computer and then I would just stay on the computer. I wouldn't take a break to go work out before I started work. Yeah. So now in the morning, I will not turn on the computer until I have my workout done. So I set things up to kind of um, structure it so I, I, it makes it easy to be successful. Yeah, I think I think that's a big one. If you're an entrepreneur or performance driven person and you're just like that email opens those that phone, the email, the computer opens up. Next thing you know, four hours went by and you're like, shit, I got 30 minutes to do a workout and start actually working because I had yeah. to work before I worked. It, it makes it very challenging. Um, and, I do the same thing and, now. Workout first. Yeah, the day the days I've done that, what I'll do is, OK, I have a break around 11 o'clock. So I'll reserve that time in my calendar and then I won't work out when I get up, but I'll do it at 11 o'clock. Doesn't happen. It never happens. <laughs> never happens. For sure. Something else shows up. You get busy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. So I'm curious, like what were some of the tools along the journey that allowed you to trust the process, overcome obstacles that came up and kind of made the process doable for you? Yeah, I think I think I was some of it's just luck in that I do have flexibility at work and I don't have and I don't have to travel as much as I used to. Yeah. So I think it, for someone that travels, I think it's a lot more difficult. Uh, yeah, uh, but I'm sure there's things you can do. You know, the the times I did travel, there's vegan restaurants and you know, I was thinking of a business trip. I was thinking of ordering meals um, from one of the meal services and have it shipped to the hotel where I'm staying. So, yeah, and and you do have to go out. But, you know, nowadays it's a great time in history to be vegan because you can unless you're down south, um, wherever you go, you can always have a salad and you can always get some kind of vegan food and restaurants uh nowadays yeah yeah for sure so, the, the... so it's a lot easier now than it was 20 years ago yeah for sure and you the... can find vegan restaurants in different cities one of the things i enjoy is whenever i go to a city i'll check out all the vegan restaurants yeah like two things when you're traveling yes the meal prep delivery service like whole harvest get food shipped to your airbnb or to your hotel and then happy cow you ever heard of happy cow before the app Yes. Yeah. I use it all the time when I travel. Yeah. Okay. Great. That's yeah. That's my go-to. And, and, and what we've done is we do Airbnbs. I'll pick an Airbnb that has a full kitchen that has like a gourmet kitchen. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, we'll find the whole foods or, or, or a good supermarket when we go on vacation and we'll pick up some stuff and, and I don't mind, you know, cooking. We'll go out a few times. But we'll yeah. just cook, and that just makes it easy. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if you always like cooking, but when I went vegan, I gained a greater appreciation for nice kitchens. So yeah, same thing. When I'm on Airbnb, yeah. I'm looking at kitchens. I'm like, which one has a nice kitchen? That's the one I want. That that that's what I do. Yeah, same yeah. thing. I, I oh, look I look for the gourmet kitchen description. Yeah, or, or uh, cook's kitchen or chef's kitchen. Yeah. Um, so would love to ask you, uh, 
any pieces of advice for people that are currently on the journey um, that members that are on the, in the program with us that are on their journey or people that are on their own losing weight, what are some tips that you would have for them? Um, I, you know, I said this before, but, um, uh, figure out, just have faith and trust the process and be patient. Um, that, that, that's the one thing. And, you know, if, and it's not going to be perfect, you know, if you go, and every you're out to dinner a business dinner with friends and everybody's eating dessert if you take a couple spoonfuls of dessert it's not going to change anything yeah um you you said if you're 90 per, if you do 90 percent you get excellent results if if you're at 80 percent you'll get okay results but yeah you got to be at least you know 80 percent so you know, there is a, a little bit of leeway. You have to enjoy, you know, once in a while you have to treat your, you know, and, and enjoy some things and fit into social situations. So yeah, it hasn't, it really hasn't stopped me from, uh, from my gains. Um, and then set up uh, processes that help you succeed. So it's automatic. Uh, so, of what you said resonated with me yeah and uh so uh i took a leap of faith being uh a not very trusting person but you know some sometimes you gotta go with your gut and take a leap of faith and give it a shot yeah well i'm happy you did because we're here we're recording a fit vegan success story episode so obviously it worked out great um yeah, it's it, just like you said, it's repetitive. The truth is repetitive, right? And so if you, if people really pay attention to all these success story episodes, very similar lessons, very similar reasons why they succeeded. If you listen to any of the other episodes where I share knowledge, I repeat the same thing every podcast. You can listen to me on Chuck Carroll, Rip Esselstein. I repeat the same thing because that's the thing that works. I don't need to make anything up. <laughs> Um, and I, I can, uh, I'm a witness to that because I've heard, uh, a lot of those episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, just, I just repeat the same thing. The, the, the basics work, right? And as a coach, my goal is not the, my, my purpose is not to kind of make shit up to make you feel entertained while you're going through the journeys. I want to give you the most efficient thing possible to get you there as fast as possible, as efficiently as possible. And the basics work. And so I'm here to help with the behavior aspect. I'm here to help with accountability, with guidance, when you have moments of doubts, when you go off track. But a squat's a squat, a bench press a bench press, a deadlift's a deadlift, a run is a run. There's not more to it. Yeah, and, and one thing we didn't talk about to to wrap this up is the behavioral aspect of it are the calls that take place a couple times a week where mm -hmm. I didn't join, I only joined a few live, but I do listen to the replays. Yeah. And it's interesting to hear other people in the program, what their experiences in are, and you learn from them. So I figure if, you know, you listen to a recording and, and you get one or two nuggets out of it that helps you, it, it's just, the more you learn and uh, from other people, the uh, the better off you are of getting where you need to be. 
Yeah, and, absolutely. And I'm getting the best of both worlds now because I'm, well, we decided what would be good for me is I, I start with you for four months and I just switched over to Coach Sarah and I get a, um, she has a very, uh, a different style than you and I get uh, a different perspective and, and get to work uh, with a, you know, a nutritionist that, it, you know, that's her expertise deeper in that area. Um, so I, yeah. so I, I'm really getting uh, a lot of bang for my buck. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you because um, ultimately by the time this podcast episode goes live, I will no longer be available for coaching on the Fit Vegan coaching side. I'm going to only be available on the seven figure body coaching program. Should be a program to be a little bit more intense um and coach sarah is basically going to be running the show for fit vegan also be leading group calls and and all that stuff and coaching who i'm coaching but there won't i won't be available for new members so this is kind of like the last little bit um you want to work with me at seven figure body if not you're going to be with coach sarah which coach sarah is incredible she's been with me almost since day one almost four years ago uh, she's built Fit vegan with me and is responsible for honestly the majority of the transformations with me that's great uh, Awesome. Well, Harvey, I want to say massive thank you for taking the time to, you know, jump on a, on a podcast with me and record late at night. I appreciate your your wisdom, and I'm really happy that we got to work together and that we crossed paths and that you took that leap of faith. Um, so I'm excited to see what uh, how you look like at the end of your, your reverse diet. Uh, so am I. Awesome, Thanks, Maxine. You're welcome. And so for everyone listening, uh, if you enjoyed the podcast episode, be sure to uh, like it. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, leave a review below. If you want any information, all the links are down below and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to rate the podcast as it helps us grow and spread our message. And if you know this will help and resonate with someone, be sure to send it their way so that they can have the opportunity to level up their life as well.